this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Corey Goldschmidt. Corey has an extensive achievement record providing strategic leadership for multiple entities, including a diverse mechanical contractor and fabricator, a billion-dollar national top 100 ENR general contractor, an insurance underwriting and risk management provider, and a facilities management provider. Corey is a safety and health strategist who partners with executive leaders to achieve business goals. He is a safety leader that drives organizational performance and is successful in identifying areas of improvement that have a direct impact on leading and lagging indicators while maintaining financial excellence that leads to strong bottom line results. He is accomplished in many industry sectors and has a strong background in leadership and behavioral motivators. Corey has a deep understanding in generating significant value through continuous improvement and development of people. Born and raised in Appleton, Wisconsin, Corey now lives in Sherwood with his wife of 14 years, Carissa, and his seven-year-old daughter, Dacia, and two standard poodles, Sugar and Cooper. Corey is a big sports junkie, liking all of the teams a person with strong Wisconsin roots would like. Corey loves spending time with his family above anything else. He received his bachelor's degree in occupational health and safety from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Corey also currently carries a CSP and Construction Health and Safety Technician accreditations. Hey, Corey, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Good. Hey, we're excited to have you on uh, TED Speaks today and and talking about uh, a thing called safety. Yeah, I've heard of that. (laughs) uh, 
I just must say thank you for having me on. I'm very uh, humbled that you would uh, bring me on to your show. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, also, as as uh, you know, we've worked together for several years. So I'm excited to share some of the information that we have and, and be able to share it with our listeners. Yeah, and I must say, Ted, you know, I get I think the title you have there, the positive safety coach is very fitting for you. I know when we worked together, that was one of the the positive influences that you had on me is that, you know, whenever I felt defeated or beat down or anything like that, I could always look over at Ted, just smile on the face, <laughs> just loving life every day at a time. So uh, it yeah, gets annoying, doesn't it? <laughs> just teasing. Uh, it can be annoying. I'm, I'm know, just but, teasing. Uh, it's a well, good you know, quality. You're not the first person to say that I'm annoying. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but no, I, yeah, you're right though. I mean, uh, being able to look at things and, 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 and be able to look at them from a positive standpoint is so much, so much different. Right. And, and so I, I think that is a good thing, thing to have. And, and I, you've always done a very good job, uh, Corey with that and, and your knowledge on safety. So really excited to uh, talk about safety with you. And again, I think it's really about how we can make other professionals in our field better and, as, as always, we can learn from each other too. I mean, and that's what's most powerful about uh, this podcast, I think. Yeah, and I and I think it's great. It's one of my big things is is learning from from other people. We all have our unique experiences. We all make decisions, and we all have backgrounds to those decisions that are unique to us. So it's it's never a one size fits all. It's never a well, this person does this, so I can take that and emulate that. It's just kind of learning these little tidbits as you go and making sure they fit into your style and how you can best leverage the good traits of others. Well, I think you make a very good point there, uh, Corey, because you just think about, you know, I've gone to a lot of different conferences just as you have and stuff like that. And and you, you're right. You take little bits of, and pieces of, of everybody else's information and you mold it into what fits your organization the best, right? And mm-hmm. the culture and stuff like that. So I, I think that's a very good point that, you know, learning as much as you can, not necessarily taking everything that one person or this person says, but finding the, the ones that work for your culture the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you bring up a good point about going to, to other conferences. And, you know, the way I look at it is just surrounding yourself with good people. And uh, just by doing that and talking and, you know, just learning from those individuals, you know, you're going to, whether you realize it or not, you're going to gravitate to those good good traits and those strengths. And it's, it's going to make you a stronger safety professional and an individual overall, but it's all exposing yourself to to those positive people that you know absorption of that you know you're you're just gonna you're gonna continue to grow you know as a person and as a safety professional absolutely i think that's true even on a personal aspect i love how you said you know it's who you surround yourself with right we think about that on a personal level the choices we make or even for our kids so professionally why wouldn't you want to do the same you know the the people that have the same values, have the same thoughts in regards to safety and, and such. So you do, you absorb a lot from, from the people that you hang around every day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, I, I completely agree, you know, and, and being able to, Corey, can you kind of share some of your thoughts of the importance of learning safety and the experiences that maybe you have had that, that you feel that are very valuable and that have kind of caused you to be the safety leader that you are now? Yeah, I, I look back at at many things uh, through my safety journey. You know, like a lot of individuals, I I started from 
you know, the ground up from, you know, from a safety standpoint, you know, a field safety representative and, you know, you work your way up the, the ladder, but along the ways, there's a lot of bumps there. And <laughs> yeah. what I've noticed, especially learning opportunities career, is what we try to call yeah, them. Right. <laughs> right. And I know at least in my journey, a lot of those bumps were, you know, the people side of things, you know, safety's like anything else is you can read about it. You can, you know, learn the rules and the regulations and the policies. And, you know, you can even learn from what other companies are doing and is this going to be a good fit for us, but it's the people aspect that is the most rewarding and the most challenging as well. Uh, Cause you're just dealing with such a, you know, life is full of just, you know, divert, you know, everybody's so diverse and you know what their attitudes are and, how they prefer things. And, you know, I think about my journey growing up and I learned quite a bit because nobody really taught me, you know, what it was like to, you know, be a manager or a leader. I kind of had to to self-learn all that stuff. And it was very hard in the beginning. I I think of a, a couple of situations that really impacted me. I know my first big, you know, we were building uh, my first big kind of you know, after college, you know, I did a year long internship and then I was right, you know, I got uh, recruited to be on a, uh, a large power project in Iowa. And that was kind of my first, you know, my first step on the stage there. You know, I was a young safety professional. I think I was 23 or 24 at the time. Um, and here I was on this, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of project going on. And I want to say we had about, you know, 90 to 100 people on that project. And there's me acting like I know stuff, right? <laughs> and there was one one instance that really stuck out to me where, uh, you know, an individual, he tweaked his knee. And, uh, you know, he just kind of told me, you know, told it to me at the, the very end of the day. I basically, as he was walking to his car, I said, okay, you know, we'll come talk to me in the morning. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes and see how you're feeling and all that. And, uh the next morning came and he didn't show up. And, uh, you know, here he was, you know, the knee issue was a lot worse than he thought, but on that project, it was very stressful, you know, and, and Ted, you know, this, it was one of those projects, not this particular project, but you know, a similar situations where it's one of those projects where if a recordable happened, you know, the black helicopters would fly in, you'd be under the interrogation lap and it's just, you know, a lot of stress. And, I didn't really know any better at the time. And I took that experience, you know, that immediate experience and I got, you know, I got angry and how could this guy do this to me? And, Oh, doesn't he realize, you know, what he's, what he's doing to the company and the project and all, all this stuff. And I had a a project manager at the time. He was a well-seasoned project manager and he kind of, he saw how frustrated I was and he he pulled me aside and uh, you know, he had years of experience. And, and he just kind of, you know, he, he sat down, he talked to me and he really got me to understand what the point of view of the employee that, you know, that tweaked his knee was. And it got me to really settle down and just kind of understand the reality of the situation. And also to kind of, you know, throw my ego aside a little bit, you know, what it wasn't about me at that moment. You know, I was, I was dealing, you know, I was not dealing, but, you know, helping with a, injured employee. And, you know, when people are injured, they're very vulnerable. And I just, at that time, based on my experience, I just didn't understand any of that. So it was very influential, that project manager, you know, to really guide me along and, 
um, man, I learned so much on that project. That was just one example. But uh, interesting side story to that. So um, that individual passed away a number of years ago, and I never really got to thank him, you know, for the, you know, for the positive impact that he had, uh, not just on my career, but on my life. But uh, as a secondary action to that is his son. So this project manager's son, um, I worked with him on a project a couple of years ago. And uh, I just pulled him aside one day. I'm like, hey, I knew your dad and this is what he did for me. And this is the positive, you know, impact he had, you know, on my life. And I still take those principles, you know, with me and what I do today. So, it was, you know, I didn't get to speak to the PM, you know, after the fact, but at least I, I got to speak to his son and you could see the pride um, in his son's face. And, you know, that was just a part of that, that PM's legacy. Um, but I was, you know, that was just one one a little long-winded, but just one example early on where I had to really understand the gravity of certain situations and understand other people's point of view and that I was there to help, not to make it all about me. So yeah. that, that still burns and etched in my brain today, and I, I still use those principles today. What, what a powerful story to, number one, humbleize yourself, right? Because we have to do that in safety. But number two, to look at it from a different point of view and, and just have that view. Because a lot of times as safety professionals, what happens to us? As you're talking about, Corey, you know, we've been on those big power projects where, oh, my gosh, you, you have somebody that gets a cut to their finger. we got to stop the whole project and, and you know, obviously and, and do those kind of things. But what would you suggest to younger safety professionals that are coming up similar to where you were at one time, how, how can you help them, this experience help them, or, or, or su- ideas and suggestions from that, that that you would give to uh, maybe people that are listening now kind of going, how do I struggle with management that's coming down with on me on this or something like that? Yeah, and I, I think uh, we talked about it a little bit, is just creating a network of individuals that you can lean on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, when you do that, you want to look for – the traits that, you know, you want to become. I often think of that situation and I think of, well, what if it went the other way? What if all of a sudden that PM came to me and started talking bad about the employee or said, we got to get rid of this guy or something like that, especially early in my career, you know, how would that mold me moving forward? I'd be like, oh, okay, this is the game. You know, I got to go through and be, you know, kind of a, you know, a not so nice person, you know, when I approach these situations, but I knew, you know, this didn't happen right away. So I knew this PM and I knew that um, I could lean on him for certain things. So it's just surrounding yourself with those good people. Again, you don't, you know, I even tell people today, you don't know what you don't know, but But you don't know, (laughs) right. But you learn a heck of a lot from your, from your experiences and leaning on other people that you not necessarily want to be like, but that you see good, positive traits and you say, you know what, this person, I, I, you know, they, they understand things and I want to understand things the way they do, if that makes sense. And uh, how can I, how can I pick their brain? How can I lean on them and talk about my experiences to understand how I handle things, you know, whether positive or negative, and are those the things that I want to, con- how I want to continue to handle things moving forward? So it's just surrounding yourself with good people and learning from those experiences. 
I've had men, like I said, I've had many, I'll just call them bumps in the road. You know, I've failed a heck of a lot more times than I had these big, awesome, you know, aha, you did a good job moments. Um, but that's okay. As long as when you do fail, you don't fail too big. You know, you don't put somebody else <laughs> yeah. at risk when you do fail. Right. And you, you make good decisions that you're comfortable with in your heart. And when you do that, you know, that failure is not, not a big deal. And it's still something that you can learn from. You go, okay, well, you know, next time I'm going to approach this a little bit differently and, uh, uh, you know, move forward in a more positive way, the way that I'm more comfortable with. Because again, you go through experiences and you don't know what you don't know. This is the first time I've been in a certain experience. Do I have the support system around me? Do I have the people I can lean on to help me through that experience or at least grow from it and move forward in a more positive direction? Well, I like what you said. I feel like we've said this um, before. Um, sometimes you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, especially in the safety realm. I know it, it has to be a little touchy there. but And how you talked about just kind of being a younger person when you started learning from the ground up. And you do. You just have to learn from experiences. You don't know if those experiences are going to be good or bad. But the fact that you had that project manager to lean on, I think another thing that comes up a lot in regards to safety is when you're new or just starting out, the training and the mentoring part of any job, really, or position, and the fact that you had someone there that was kind of watching out for you. That doesn't always happen, but when it does, that's great. And maybe when it doesn't, like you said, to try to seek those people and surround yourself with them is just something that we have to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know in Another thing I learned from that instance with the PM is that he listened, he observed, you know, my reaction, you know, he, he just had a good understanding through listening and body language of what the situation was and what he needed to do, you know, to help me out. And that's just another thing I encourage, you know, people to do in, in any walk of life um, is to just you know, listen, observe the actions of others, look at body language, you know, try to put yourself in other people's shoes and then, you know, just apply a lot of empathy to the situation. So like I said, in the, in the safety world, it's, you know, when your phone rings, it's never anybody calling you to tell you, you did a good job. It's usually, (laughs) you know, Hey, we got this crisis going on. So it's how you approach things, you know, especially early on in that situation by just listening, observing, gathering the information, making sure you have empathy in that situation will help kind of calm everybody down and focus on the best path forward. And and I also think it's going to add on to your phone calls, right? Because now that trust is building up, right? Now now they're going to trust you enough to give you that phone call where perhaps before they didn't because of that. So the good with the bad, right? Absolutely. Yeah, just listening. Yeah, that trust is huge. Yep, just listening to the last, you know, minute here of you two talking, a couple words. I'm a note taker. I like to doodle, but empathy, approachable, trust. I mean, those are all important words, but when you, you know, are in the safety field and people have to count on you, you want to be approachable, right? Otherwise, they're going to hide things. The empathy part, I think, is just huge. I feel like we talk about that a lot. It just, it really makes a difference in the position that, you know, the roles that you guys play, so... Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 
So let me kind of change a little gears on you here, uh, Corey. And, yeah. And, you know, you being the corporate safety director for Bassett Mechanical, what do you like the most about being leading uh, Bassett in safety? Uh, for me, it's it's the people. You know, it's it's all about the people. I know even when I'm most stressed or I have a lot going on, what I'll do is I'll just you know, we have a large fabrication shop. I'll just walk the, walk the shop floor and just go talk to people. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, not about safety, not about work, but just, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Or, you know, I don't talk about the Packers too much (laughs) because that just fires people up, you know, gets them Uh, in a bad mood. Ups and downs, my friends, ups and downs. Right. (laughs) Right. But I, you know, just talking with people and just, you know, learning about, them as individuals and then also you know kind of catapult that into you know what what their role is at work and how how they feel and how satisfied what's their frustrations and then just looking for opportunities where i can where i can help them out so which is interesting because you know by nature i can you know i tend to be you know more of a an introvert you know i kind of stick to myself a lot but for some reason when i'm at when I'm at work, it's like I change gears a little bit and it's all about the people and I just want to help people out. But in order to do that, you got to talk with them and you have to build that rapport and, you know, the trust and the empathy and the approachability all play into that. So it's, uh, you know, it's, that's just one thing that I do, you know, it's just all about helping people. And of course you got to get out there and talk to them and, you know, learn about what they do and what they like and all that good stuff. Well, it sounds like you enjoy what you do and looking at, you know, your background and your experience, it's pretty extensive. Can we talk about professional continuous improvement and maybe what people can do to achieve this or want to, because sometimes people get a little stagnant, you know, being a lifelong learner isn't always easy. So do you have any ideas or tips on that? Yeah, it's uh exposing yourself to different things. Um, It's also understanding who you are as an individual. So we all have, you know, I'll just say strengths and weaknesses. A lot of times we always gravitate towards, you know, the weakness and, you know, well, whether it's, you know, communications or, or written or just understanding certain policies and procedures or regulations, you know, we always gravitate towards that. But it's also understanding what your strengths are and how can you, you know, compound that, how you can even strengthen, you know, strengthen even more as an individual in those areas, but also understanding that, well, maybe my strengths are some of my biggest blind spots as well. So it's just humbling yourself and understanding that, hey, I think I'm good in this area, but am I really? And just making sure you're always incorporating something in your continuous learning that helps strengthen you know, what you already think is a strong point, you know, in your, in your personality or your professionalism. And sometimes you got to do that by yourself. So, you know, I mentioned before, you know, I, you know, I kind of came up and nobody taught me a lot of these things. However, I was able to listen and learn and apply certain things that would help me grow as a manager. But then I also, you know, went outside on the companies that I was working for to expose myself to other, you know, leadership type opportunities. You know, a couple of the ones that I did, you know, was Dale Carnegie. You know, I did the uh, extensive courses with that and that helped me out quite a bit just on 
how I can communicate and how I can understand situations a lot better. And then also John Maxwell was another program that I enlisted in for a number of years, which uh, really taught me a lot about myself and understanding those strengths and and weaknesses um, and also helping me to, again, really compound the strengths that I had as far as communication to make sure that those don't turn into blind spots. So you can't, I guess what I'm getting at here is you can't always rely on everybody else to tell you what you need. You have to go out and seek those growth opportunities by yourself. You know, and if maybe you don't initially get the support that you need in those areas, sometimes you just, you know, you got to pay out of pocket and you got to do those things yourself and, you know, and grow from that. So, you know, when I started to, um, you know, lead and manage people, you know, you have performance reviews every year. And a part of mine was always, you know, how do you plan to grow this year? You know, what, what are you going to expose yourself to? Is there, is there any support that you need for growth opportunities? And I would always cross my fingers because, you know, sometimes they would have, you know, something they identified, which was awesome. But a lot of times it was like, well, I'm just looking for you to tell me what I need to do. So it's just getting out of that. I need to be told what to do versus, you know, just, you know, what's right. You know, what's right for you. Just go find a way to get it done. Well, I think those are, are, are awesome points, uh, Corey, but I think also one other thing you probably would agree with is it's okay to have those weaknesses, but then find that person that can help you out with those weaknesses, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, you can, you can read things in a book or read articles online, but it's going to pale in comparison to talking with someone, being with someone, observing how they handle situations and really, you know, learning just from being present in the moment rather than, you know, just reading something in a book somewhere. I also liked how you talked about not only look at your weaknesses, but your strengths. Just because you're really good at something doesn't mean that you can't get better. And I think that's, that's missed a lot. You know, we get comfortable and things are going well. So why, why push ourselves more? Sometimes it's hard for people to get motivated to take that next step, especially if you don't have anyone supporting you. So I, I love that, that you have to look at your strengths again and reevaluate. Well, when you do everything perfect like I do, you don't have those issues. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and yep. if anybody um, believes that. Uh, I have a couple <laughs> side notes for that. But <laughs> yeah, she, she's and, and vice versa. Right? No, but uh, being humble is very important a part, a part of that. That is obviously not being humble, and that's not who I am either. But, <laughs> that's part of the uh, jokes, it, right? Yeah, it's that's part of the jokes. So <laughs> The humor. Corey, I want to thank you for uh, being on TED Speaks today. But as you know, I am the positive safety coach. And now we got to have a little yes. fun with you and making it more of that positive side because, you know, humor, as you stated, is so important in what we do in safety because we're working with people and kind of get a little smile. Maybe not a laugh on some of our jokes, but at least <laughs> we'll get a grin. So Sometimes we get a really confused look. <laughs> hey, you can never have You can never have too much positivity you can never have too much fun so okay. bring it on. in fact I'm one of those people that you know people are always like you know if you're in a meeting and you're kind of waiting for someone and there's that silence and somebody's always like has anybody got a good joke like I'm always the person that never has anything <laughs> so so I'm gonna write down what you guys say because I know they're gonna be pure gold oh, oh goodness <laughs> now, now you put the pressure back on us I like the way you did that that's okay. good well, we'll give this a shot. Here's the first one. How do you follow Will Smith in the mud? How do you follow Will Smith in the mud? Oh, boy. Probably some character that he was. That's some, I have no idea. Oh. 
You follow the Fresh Prince. That might have been before ah, your time. So. Yes. Oh, it might old have school. been, a, but everyone knows Will Smith, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, old school Will Smith. Yeah, old school Will. Okay, one more. Well, you know, uh, you and I being in the construction world, so this joke's probably focused more towards that. Want to hear a joke about construction? Yes. I'm still working on it. Ooh, <laughs> working on it. <laughs> hey, Corey, thank you very much for uh, being on TED Speaks. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they go about doing that? LinkedIn would be the best way. Now, one thing, you know, I'm, I'm more of an old school individual, so the technology and the social media and all that stuff, I'm. that's one of my improvement things. Oh, <laughs> I like I'm that, guess. At responding on LinkedIn, but you can look at me on LinkedIn. Otherwise, you can also email me um, if you choose to. It's Corey.goldschmidt at bassettmechanical.com. Perfect. Well, super. Well, thank you for being on TED Speaks and have a super safe day. Thanks a lot, Corey. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 